All horses are different and some are maybe more enthusiastic than others about certain things. And for many riders with a more laid back horse, this is the truth when it comes to the transition from trot to canter. But it doesn't have to be that way. In fact, you as the rider, telling you now, I'm going to put the ball in your court today. It's up to you how you and your horse ride this transition going forward. Okay, let's get into it. Hey there, my name is Orna Leeson and welcome to the Daily Strides podcast. I'm an equestrian trainer and coach and I help riders who are alone without a trainer or coach continue to improve their skills as a rider and train their horse as well. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Growing together. Okay, so I said that very often the challenge with canter can be getting there. (laughs) Last week, of course, we talked about getting there a little bit too quickly (laughs) for your liking. But this week I want to talk about getting there being this, what could feel like a monumental amount of work. It is exhausting. You and your horse, you're kicking, you're scrubbing, you're, come on, buddy, we can do it. And just when you reach the point where you think you might canter, no, it just kind of feels like you lose all momentum and it falls flat. When you have a horse who is laid back, and I like using the word laid back because I'm not a huge fan of the word lazy. Um, I do think there are lazy horses in the world, but I prefer to think of them as being more laid back. And those horses are amazing and they are needed and they have such a, a lovely, lovely, lovely role to play. But When you have a horse like that, it can be frustrating, particularly when you want to begin to do a little bit more. Now, what I'm going to say today is probably not going to land very well with you if you're sitting with this. But on the all in all, okay, if we were to kind of take it all, take all of those horses that we spoke about, the laid back ones, okay, and take all of the riders, There is a really common theme that shows up over and over and over again. And this is the fact that the rider is not as focused on responsiveness as they could be. Now, the rider will tell you they are. What do you mean, Lorna? Sure, I kick him. I kick him up and down the arena. He doesn't do anything. Yeah, I don't think that's the way forward. And you see, if whatever it is you're doing now is not working, well, chances are you probably need to do something different, hey? So what I want to talk about today is a couple of things that you can start doing the very next time you're on your horse, you're in the arena, that will actually help to increase the responsiveness so it doesn't feel so exhausting just getting into the canter, okay? We want it to be trot, 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 canter, canter, canter okay we don't want you having to I don't know it feels like you're you're literally you are you yourself you're physically responsible for lifting that horse into canter you can't do that okay you have to have your horse um in the frame of mind where he is working forward he is thinking forward he is responsible for his own part in the kind of conversation that the two of you are having And you also have to be responsible. And that's where we're going to start. So very often when riders mount up, okay, so they get into the saddle, they mount up and they spend 10 minutes wandering. And it's like this kind of 
I don't know, I'm warming up, okay? And all the literally all they're doing is wandering around an arena. And they might be doing wandering and walking and trot. They might even throw in a couple of canters. But the whole thing is there's no specific focus. Everything is very lackadaisy. There's no real if you want this like commitment or this intention from the very beginning. And I think that when you mount up, and I really want you to put this into practice the very next time you do mount up, okay, that from the moment your bum hits that saddle, okay, you are in work mode. And work mode for you for the next few rides, just to kind of get, I'm not saying you have to do this forever and ever and ever, but if your horse is tending to be more laid back, you will have to revisit this quite a bit, okay? But work mode for you is going to be to clean up your whole I don't know how you're showing up with regards to responsiveness. So that would start with the very first transition. So like your bum touches the saddle. Most people just kind of, I don't know, that they let the horse amble into walk. They mightn't even ask the horse to walk. The horse might just start walking on itself. Or else if they do, there's like, you know, they kind of kick on. Come on, come on, buddy. Come on, come on. And they're still busy, like maybe tightening their girth or changing their stirrups or I don't know what they're doing. Okay. But they're certainly not riding that first transition with any sort of intention, any sort of focus, any sort of purpose behind it and that's where I want you to start I want you to start thinking about that very first transition okay from there I want you to begin to think about how you're using your aids and specifically let's start with the leg aids so there are kind of these well I suppose there's four there's four different ways that you could go so the first would be and where we're going for this is your goal this is the aim of the game here okay um is that when you put your leg on with a slight squeeze so your leg is always on the horse's side let's be let's be realistic about this okay your legs are always there there's no daylight between you and your horse your leg is there it's on but when we engage our leg so when it's on on you know people who ride horses always say put your leg on and you're thinking my leg is on it's touching the horse's side no no Uh, what they mean when they're shouting at you to put your leg on is that you're engaging the aid okay and the engagement is just a slight squeeze Okay, now we want your horse to respond to that slight squeeze in walk, in trot, and in canter. And if you're thinking, Lorna, you do not know my horse, it's okay. I know loads of other horses who are just like that. And all it takes is a little bit of fine tuning. And that's where you're going to take this. This first ride that you're going to do after you listen to this, or if you're on your horse now, marvelous. It's fine tuning, okay? So we want to get to the point where that slight squeeze elicits our result or a response from our horse, okay? So we want to get to the point where the slight squeeze has our horse asking, yes, what do you want me to do, okay? And from there, you being in the right place and being clear on what it is you actually want, okay? So you're able to like, if you want guide, channel, direct things going forward. Okay, so that's the first one, the light squeeze. From there, you might have to do or have to add, okay? Let's talk about adding here, a little bit more pressure. And more pressure just means it's a bigger ask. It's like there's a little bit more intention behind it. It's a little bit more urgent if you want, okay? Not that your horse's response should be any slower, any different, but sometimes you do. If your horse does not respond to the first one, the light squeeze, okay? You have to add more. You have to say, hey, come on now, 
Come, come, come. And that could look like a squeeze, a little bit more. So now we're not light squeezing anymore. Now we've got a little bit more of a, a definite like, come on, buddy. And maybe you could even put a little nudge in there. So you can give a little nudge with the heel, just a little bit of a, come on, pop off my leg thank you very much let's move this along okay the next part you could get to is a kick now I'm going to be honest I'm not a big fan of that I would much prefer if you had a schooling whip or a long whip not a lunging whip obviously okay but a schooling whip so it's not a jumping crop if you want it's not a little short one it's a longer one okay if you had one of those and you could then when your horse ignored maybe the the second one which would be the the slightly more definite squeeze with maybe the little nudge and your horse is still ignoring you you can back it up and it must be almost instant it's not instant because they do not happen at the same time you will always offer the leg first offer the leg when he does not respond and I mean respond as in you ask he does not you ask and he thinks about it for four strides and then he does okay it must be quick it's like this he you ask he responds okay when he doesn't respond you could back it up with just a little tap with the stick okay so just a, it's like a flick of your wrist and you're tapping right behind your leg so it just all you're doing is it's like a pointer at school you know the way it's sometimes in schools I don't know actually if people even do that anymore do they teachers use pointers anyway it's like they point at something it just brings your attention to something that's all you're using the stick for you're saying hey buddy that was my leg next time can you please listen cheers okay now what you might have to do the first few times and this is key is that when you're using your pointer okay so when you're saying that's my leg buddy listen up here buttercup okay when you're doing that you are then asking him to really and truly listen but also that the next time we're going to repeat this now what happens for some horses and this is not a bad thing but you do want to be prepared is that when you use the stick okay and it's only a tap you're not whipping you're not beating you're not anything this is a tap it's a pointer it's like to say that was my leg listen to it but sometimes what happens is the horse shoots forward he goes hey you just had to ask you're saying well I was asking you were ignoring me okay but when he shoots forward that is fine that's actually the response we want now clearly it's not we don't want him launching like a rocket every time you put your leg on but the fact that you got maybe an over response from what you initially asked is a good thing because that means that you can begin to refine that okay now where many riders make the mistake is that when they do that okay so when they tap with the stick and the horse maybe kind of jumps forward and goes hey hey come on that was a little unfair instead of them allowing the horse forward and rewarding the horse using their voice and softening through the reins and releasing the pressure okay instead of them doing that they grab the horse and they kind of pull up a handbrake or at least the horse the equivalent of a handbrake okay and they like there's like whoa don't do that and the horse is thinking okay I don't know what you want me to do because when I don't go forward clearly it's not right when I go forward clearly that's also not right what would you like from me okay and it can lead to a lot of frustration and you'll see that frustration beginning to come through in tension and we don't want excess tension okay tension's not it's neither good nor bad it just is and tension is necessary it's when it becomes excessive that we have an issue with it okay so really important that when you do use either the stronger aid being the kick or 
using your stick to back it up, back up the leg, okay, you allow the horse to go forward and let him on for maybe three, four, five, six, seven, eight strides and then gather it back up. But remember, you want to reward him. You want to tell him, yes, that was exactly what I was looking for. Well done, okay? And from there, you're going to bring him back to wherever you were. So if you were in walk and you'd ask for the trot, or if you're in trot and you ask for the canter, bring him back to where you were and repeat it. But this time, repeat it with the more subtle aid, okay? So with the squeeze, okay? Or if you used a kick, or a tap with a stick the previous time, use the slightly more firm squeeze with the nudge, for example. But what you want is that after maybe three or four times of this, and I've yet to meet a horse in all the years of doing this, okay, who does not cotton on really quickly to this, but after three or four times of doing it, your horse will soon begin to respond himself, okay? Now, what is important here then is that you have to claim responsibility. So many riders, when they have been riding a more laid-back horse for any period of time, they get into this habit of kicking, or squeezing, or I don't know, like, uh, it's like you, you're scrubbing along there every single stride, okay, now, and it's every stride, it's like, it's actually, it's exhausting looking at them, it really is, I like, I look at them, and I think, gosh, you're making this so tiring, it, it couldn't be enjoyable for you or the horse, okay, so what you have to do, you as the rider, you have to take responsibility that you're not going to do that anymore. Your job is to ask. Your horse's job is to respond. Okay. Now, and I know that you're like, uh, no, but yes, 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 yes. Now, does this mean you do nothing? No, of course not. But instead of having to squeeze or to use your leg, instead of asking, go, 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 go every single stride, which your horse will soon very quickly begin to ignore you. You just become a drip and tap and he'll just say, you know what, no way. I'll just do my own thing here, okay? You want to rather let him continue on, but then as soon as he needs to be corrected, which in this case is he stops creating forward energy. And it's not that he stops moving forward, okay? He might be still trotting or cantering or walking or whatever it is he's doing, But he's not doing it with any sort of sense of purpose anymore. And that's what I think forwardness is. Forwardness is the sense of purpose, okay? When you feel that, no, no, hold on now, we're wavering here. No, 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 this is no good. That's where you're going to jump in, you're going to correct. And again, you can correct with the slight aid. But if he ignores you immediately, come back with the stronger aid, okay? And you do it each time. You begin to do this each time. And all it is, all the correction is, is a reminder. It's just saying, whoa, buddy, no, 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 come on now. We were doing this. We're going to stay doing this. This is what we started. This is where we're going until I tell you otherwise. I haven't said that. I've said we're going to keep going with this one. So let's keep going. And true that, true you being really consistent. And the consistency is the hardest part for riders. It really is because they want to do it for like this focused, maybe 
10 minutes or 15 minutes in the arena, but to focus on being really consistent and not allowing that habit of squeezing and kicking and hoping and praying and scrubbing every time, every stride come into play, that takes a whole lot of concentration. And your concentration, just like your physical muscles, it needs to be strengthened. It needs to be developed. So I would suggest start off with small focused rides, like 20 minutes long, but you are really and truly, you are saying, listen, I'm asking you a question. I expect you to respond. I'm only doing 20 minutes. We're not into doing anything too crazy here, okay? But we are going to work together for these 20 minutes. Cheers. And then with that, you can over time improve it. Now, I would also then put in some transitions. Transitions are great. And again, you want that responsiveness. But also transitions, obviously, between gates, but also transitions in the gate. So within the trot itself, within the canter, within the walk, okay, that you are then creating this responsiveness over and over and over. It just becomes the habit and it replaces the nagging, the thing that was there all the time. And by you doing that, I'm telling you now, you can see a massive difference in one ride, like one ride, you will see a difference. And I know you're thinking, Lorna, you started this saying trot to canter, but the trot to canter is a symptom of a bigger problem. The issue you're having is a lack of responsiveness. You need to fix the responsiveness and then from that, the transition from trot to canter will now be opened up to all these new possibilities for you and your horse, okay? So really and truly, this is where I want to hammer this home. You need to fix your responsiveness issue, okay? And responsiveness, and again, it won't land well with a lot of people, but that is a rider issue, not a horse issue. Your horse has been trained to ignore you, okay? And whether you've trained it that way or whether somebody else trained him that way, it doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is he is ignoring you, or at least he's not giving you his full attention, okay? You are asking for short sessions initially where he gives you his attention, but then from there you begin to lengthen those sessions as both of your concentration muscles grow. Okay, you can stretch it out and then you're going to be able to get more out of that with your horse. Okay, if you seriously are having a challenge with this and you want to go deeper, you've got to come and join me inside of the four week program that we're going to be working on in the canter. It's called Improve Your Canter. There you go. Nothing fancy. It does exactly what it says in the tin. We start on the 6th of September. I would love for you to get involved. You can find out all the details over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash canter. There we go. Okay, guys, I hope you have a great week. Keep well. I'll chat to you soon. Be good. Bye.